What's going on? This is the second episode of Poop Mouth Radio, where we talk nothing but she. All right, so we'll just open up a little bit today. Um, you know, I found out something very interesting about our friend Theo. Lies. That's not lies, lies man. You tell. What did you tell me when you walked I in here? I tell you nothing. I, f- I found that I have a fellow brother. Yeah, I'm a brother for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm French-Canadian, and then this guy walks in, and he says... What'd you I say, man? I ain't say nothing. What'd you say? I say... You don't want to admit it? Admit what? <laughs> you did a DNA test and you found out that you you were white. I've, no, the DNA test ain't tell me I was Canadian. I found out that my dad's great-grandfather is from Canada, okay? So I knew I knew that's why we were friends, nah, man. Come on. I'm not from Canada, you got a bro. got fellow Canuck over I'm here. I'm straight American, born and raised. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm from the red, white, and blue. I, I knew that's why I like you, though. I you eat know. real bacon, son. No ham. Just real bacon. Real bacon? Real bacon. No Canadian bacon? Nah. I don't do none of that stuff. No A. No none of that. <laughs> I don't like maple leaves. Okay? I like the fall. That's it. But I don't like, nah. All right. So I think today we're going to take the direction a little bit into the Archer community. And um, we kind of wanted to talk about how how the business has been going with, with archery in general and, and, and technology um, and how it progresses you know, um, I think that a lot of people, they tend to have an expectation of what every year a bow company is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everybody, 2020 is coming out. What's the latest and greatest? What are we going to see? Uh, and I think that a lot of people tend to have some unrealistic expectations of what those companies can do in a year span. That's true. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's also coming from a lot of people who don't any, know anything about the engineering side of things like... It's easy to draw a picture, but to make it happen is totally different, you know. Oh yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of man hours involved in trying to perfect something, and yeah. you know, you can come up with a really good cam design and then find out that it shreds the cables a little bit, and, and you kind of have to go it. back to the drawing board because of the way that it was it was working. And some some cam systems that you come up with might not work up with what you're using. Like for instance, Rex Darlington. Mm-hmm. He creates he like what seventy eighty percent of the industry. A, a lot of the archery industry kind of owes um, Rex a lot of their. Uh, I mean, their around patterns. here, not a lot of people shoot darting though. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of bows that people shoot have darting technology and don't even know it. That's true. <laughs> you know, um, I, I mean, we carry darting for a little bit, and it's not a name that a lot of people tend to you know, mutter out the first thing they come in, they go, Oh, I want a Darton. It's yeah. usually you see a lot of the older guys come in and they remember it. Um, but a lot of the new shooters, a lot of the younger community shooters, they don't really tend to in this area anyways, this this demographic well, area. You know, the younger shooters are more pulled to advertisement. Yeah. And that's you, you put up a good video with a drone flying, killing a big elk or a nice white tail or shooting really far or winning some tournaments. I mean that's how you grab the people, but that's advertisement. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, year by year, um, you know, we kind of noticed the speed game. Um, you, you started seeing every bow company every year trying to up the speed. 
Um, you know, it got to that 350. There was a couple bows on the market. That 370. Yeah, I know. Uh, PSE uh, Expedite, yep. I think it was. Yeah, so there was there were some bows that were getting up there, um, but then you know the majority of them were staying between that 350, 360. Shoot, I've heard they got bows that can shoot 400, but they say it ain't ready for the market. Like <laughs> people ain't ready for it. Yeah, but I mean, who really needs to go that fast? Well, I mean, you could say that about bows back in you know mid nineteen nineties where they were getting much less speed and they were using overdraw systems and you know at that time the technology was progressing for them. Uh, and now to see uh, beyond parallel limb systems and cams that, you know, are very, very efficient. It's it's crazy to think of what they've come up with over the years. True. Um, so one can say that looking forward to the future, what are we going to be seeing? Are we going to be seeing bows that are going up into those 400s? Um, you know? True. I, well, I, I kind of think for bows, I think the next big thing will be material. Not even new tech, but new yep. material. Like, you know, they did wood. Then they had, what was it, magnesium. Yep. So, yeah, we started. Now we got aluminum and carbon. Mm-hmm. Who's to say they won't make a titanium bow? I don't know. Like, there's always, they can make a, uh, what was it, uh, like a, a composite. Well, I mean, composites are kind of here as it is. We have, you know, carbon bows, yeah. and that's technically a composite. Um whether or not that's going to be the wave of the future with a stronger form of carbon, you know, something that could yeah. that can handle the speeds that it's be because what happens is the more speed you get, the more the bow flexes, mm-hmm. um, you know, more vibe into the shot, and all these things they can make a break a bow for somebody, yeah. you know, or make or break a person. <laughs> I yeah. mean, a bow shoots fast. You, um, it all depends on the shooter. You can shoot fast and miss fast. You can shoot slow and miss slow. So I mean. For me, I mean, speed has always been, I always saw speed as power, as in like the faster it can throw something lighter, it probably can throw something heavier a lot faster, well, faster too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like taking a Corvette and putting it in the truck in, in the truck. It's not going to go fast, but it's going to have a lot of torque and power. Like I like shooting a little bit of heavy arrows because I like to smash stuff and make it go. I like two holes, not one, you know. Yep. But. Well, I mean. It helps in two different ways. I mean, if you're if you're a 3D archer, um, having more speed is gonna is gonna help you with that guessing game. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you guess the wrong yardage and you have the speed to make up for that, you're not gonna miss your target. You're gonna be within within that area, unless you guess too much. <laughs> guess too much. Yeah, <laughs> you're over. It's it'll be a flatter plane in general. But yeah, you got the arrow weight game for that. You know. Exactly. Like you, you, you can play that you, game too. We could rely on the arrow weight game and the poundage and whatnot. Like I, I'll, I think the next big thing should be arrows. Like we did the wave of, um, what is it? Uh, ranging sights. Yep. It didn't work out too good. Okay. No, that uh, last. I think software is freezing. You know, last year, the year before that, when all those Garmin sights came out. Uh, oh, the IQ, yeah, the IQ site, and everybody was really into them. And then the ones that didn't come, like we saw, one guy had like a cardboard box. You pressed the button and it moved. That was crazy. <laughs> I forget the name of that company, but that was like a it was a prototype of it's some a good sort. Thing you forgot it. Yeah, it was that was pretty bad. Um, but you know, like for example, our friend at Total Archery, you know, he had. Oh yeah! <laughs> Shout out to Mike. <laughs> don't, don't I'm putting him out there. I'm Mike. saying his name, Mike. Um, but yeah, he got pretty frustrated up on the mountain because those, froze. those sites, they don't work in the fog, man. And it, fr- it froze on, it came down by the, Hey, 
HHJ. Yeah. You got him, you know, Tetra. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. HHA, Allah, nothing but kingpins over here. Yep. But, I mean, getting back to technology, so you're saying you think arrows should be the next wave. What do you think, what 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 would they possibly do to make Material. arrows? I mean, we went from aluminums to... To carbons. Well, we went from wood, yeah, then to. Well, I'm saying in most car in most compounds, you yeah. had the big thing was aluminum. Well, right um, now you see that they're, they're integrating, you know, carbon with the aluminum, and then like Victory, is it Victory? I think it's Victory. They got the carbon with the steel, a steel wrap mm-hmm. around it. Um, I mean, what's next? Like I said, it could be titanium. It could be, I don't know, plastic or something. Like the next thing should be the projectile. I mean, it's it's easier. If they could to make, make something that's strong enough, that's light enough, um, that would be the thing. The only way you're going to gain the speeds is to get um, something that's going to be able to withstand that flex. True. Um, with the reduction in weight. But then it all comes down to number one thing: money. True. Just like with bows, you know, new bows, like the price of a flagship bow is minimum of a thousand dollars and up. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, before, yeah, what, years ago, 10, 15, maybe 20 years ago, a flagship boat was like $500, $700. It definitely, I mean, we can we can attribute that to everything, though. I mean, it, yeah. it's not necessarily the archery community. Everything's inflated over the years. True, but I don't want, I don't want to say it because I don't want people to be mad about it. But, like, at the end of the day, archery in today's society is a hobby. All right. Yeah. You have then you have bow hunting. Um, most people who bow hunt, not not the northeast, because northeast because land is tight, we big on bow hunting. Even out west too. But there's a lot of guys who only bow hunt to extend their season, you know. But we got a lot of guys up here who bow hunt straight through the season. Like that's all they do. They don't rifle. They don't muzzle load shotgun. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They just bow hunt. Um, people like that. They don't just buy bows every year a thousand bucks not a lot of people can throw that around every year to get something new especially when the bows are are lasting like you know i personally could shoot my bow for the next 10 years and it'd be fine i just like new stuff (laughs) i I mean i went through that phase of buying a new bow i'm still in that phase (laughs) yes we know anybody who knows you knows knows that that you're in that phase. i'm never gonna leave that phase but i was buying them every year yeah and um you know, for one, it's for resale value. Mm-hmm. Um, if you buy a new bow every year, you get rid of your old one. Um, you don't really lose out that bad. But if you if you wait like a year or two in yeah, between, you're, you're your investment into that particular bow becomes so low at the point where it's like, well, I'll just keep the bow with that. You well, know? I think it's a given. And if you know archery and you're in the community or whatever, you already know like you're not going to get what you pay for. Most of the time, not close to it unless it's early in that year. So, I mean, you should just, I wouldn't say take that loss, but it is what it is. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I mean, when I, when I purchase bows, a lot of times what I found for me was happening was I'd get a new bow and then you have that, that set in period where you kind of, you have to learn the quirks of it. You know, mm-hmm. the grip might be different. It just doesn't mesh well with you or it does. Um, the cycle, the valley, all these things tend to have a little bit of a, it's it's unfamiliar. Uh, and you got to learn the quirks of it. And if you buy a bow yearly, you don't really give yourself a chance to to 
really feel out that bow and, and learn the actual quirks of it. I mean, True. it doesn't take long to figure it out, but you're also changing all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think people look towards gear um, to make them better. True. And, and I see it working in a shop all the time is you have people, they buy a new site and it's, you know, it's a placebo effect. You, you get this new site, it, it shoots amazing to them. They're like, dude, this thing is awesome. I need to, I need to work with this for a little bit. And then two days later, they buy a new release. Then um, everything changes. And it keeps getting into this, you know, um, gas effect, as they call it, you know, gear accusation. Uh, what does they call it? Gear something syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, these people, they keep looking towards gear uh, to help them shoot better. But in all actuality, it's practice and just working on form. True. And, and making sure that you're doing the right things. Um, tried and true. You can shoot with the oldest bow on the market, uh, with the shittiest sight, <laughs> and, and, and still shoot well. Yeah. It, it just comes down to practice and form. That too, you know. I mean, that's why I always see, for me, archery is always personal. Like, people are like, well, what do you think? I don't really, what do I think? I think it's great. Why do you think it's great? Because that's what I think. That What works for me might not work for you. What works for you probably won't work for me. But what will, what will work for both of us is if we practice. Like, you... When I started, I was trash. I ain't going front. I couldn't hit nothing, man. I thought I thought hitting a pie plate at 20 was a group. Like, yeah, you know, and then. But honestly, everybody, everybody is at that point. You know, when you first start, you don't know. Um, and, and, you know, being in the industry as long as I have now and people that I know around me that have been in the industry far longer, um, we all start somewhere. And man, um, I started way <laughs> out. I, was, I started bad. I mean. My first bow was trash, man, and I thought I knew what I was doing, and I didn't. Everybody has that point where they just they don't know, and until you get the right guidance or the right information, um, it takes time. It takes a ton of time, and like nothing against some of the big name guys, big name shooters, but like, listen, people, you cannot go watch a video and do exactly what they do. Because you are not them. You can take bits and pieces, but you are not them. I mean, I'm not going to throw out a name, but like some of these dudes are like 6'5", 32-inch draw. Again, he's getting 280 feet per second out of a 792-grain air. Yeah, he's Bigfoot. You're (laughs) 5'3", bro, with a 25-inch draw trying to shoot 60 pounds. It's not going to work for you. You know what I mean? Yes, they give good guidelines, but you got to take everything with a grain of salt and then try to work it into you because everybody's form is different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a general way how you want form to look, but it it can't always work. Some people got injuries. Some people's bodies just don't turn that way. As long as you're hitting the target repeatedly where you're pointing at and aiming and it's hitting, to me, it's good. It's It comes down to can you repeat the same action mm-hmm. over and over again um, and be comfortable with it? I mean, I repeated sucking for a long time. <laughs> so I guess I was good, you know what I mean? No, um, I mean, getting back to the whole the, the whole thing with how's, how's the bows going to be getting better, you know? Back, back on track for that. Um, I mean, we saw older bows, they had much smaller cams. New cams now are much larger. Um, a lot more energy in them. yeah. It's it's just crazy to think like what's next, you know. What I mean, if it is going to be next, or is it even realistic to think like should I be always looking for this? I mean, you should always look and hope to see if something can get better, because that means things are evolving. 
Of course, you know, yeah. Um, evolution, obsession, bows. Ha ha. That's my people's. Anyways, but like, I mean, for me, the next big thing I'm hoping for for technology as they're pushing is just making stuff more efficient. Mm-hmm. You know, this year you see they brought down the speeds of pretty much almost every brand. I was gonna, I was gonna touch base on that too. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of glad to see that the, um, the overall speeds of the bows, though they seem lower, um. They actually seem to be hitting IBO better. Yeah, and and I personally think that the industry should change the way that they do their um, feet per second measurements and stuff like that. Instead of IBO, do something more realistic. I mean, what, the average back to the old the, what was it called before? Um, a I can't remember off the top of my head. What is it called? I forget what it was, but it was like nine grains per inch type arrow. Well, you, th- you think the average guy is going to have anywhere between a 28-inch to 29-inch draw length on average. Mm-hmm. Um, most guys would be between that 16 and 70 um, at probably anywhere between a 7.4 to a 9.3 grain per inch arrow. Mm-hmm. So if you did all those specs in the middle of that spectrum, you know, like let's say a 29-inch draw with a you know 65-pound draw at you know this at least people would get a better idea of what they're going to fall on the spectrum and, and i mean it kind of gives you know we did our video with the obsessions mm-hmm. um, where we got real world speeds where you're kind of using a, a few different arrow types at different grain weights and kind of get an idea of what they're going to be at granted the draw length is going to be you know different it's going to be different than whatever that person gets but you're going to have a general idea i mean i i just like i like this year alone, before we ain't at the ATA yet, but just from the videos I've seen and the bows I've had and dealt with, to see bows hitting IBO, exceeding IBO, or hitting two to five feet per second within is showing me that, you know, I'm getting the efficiency out of the cam. Like, I'm getting everything out of the bow, mm-hmm. and it's going to be great. And I like that they took the curve from speed to, like, tunability. You know, being able to tinker with your bow without a press yeah you know and which one are you talking about the well, uh, you the have Bowtech? you have the Bowtech, which yep. no longer need the shim three track system um then you have the elite with you got the limbs i believe that uh they can shift the cam or whatnot and you they all got all kind of settings from just from let off to um um modules for the draw you got the matthews with the different modules you switch it out you there has the draw that, draw weight i mean that's that's points. pretty cool that there's definitely some um some cool things that they've come out with in the last uh this year especially um like you said on the matthews being able to change your peak draw weight with just a mod or you know a piece that comes off the cam versus having to get a whole new limb set that that's, that's a really that's a cool plus. That's a really cool feature. You can make that one bow, your Africa bow, your North American bow, your 3D bow, and just like three mods. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, the, with the Bowtech Revolt, that's uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the the ability to be able to tune your bow without putting it in a press. Um, you know, yoke tuning is is really nice, and it's, it's extremely helpful. Uh, if you've got your center shot true and you, you take a shot through paper and you need to make a small adjustment, that's really easy. However... Um, if you have something that's going to be giving you some issues running back to the press, or if you don't have a press, right. that can make things a little difficult. Um, but if we have this new system, now you can just, it's on, you on know, the go. it's a lock it. screw with an Allen key. You simply just shift that cam left and right. Um, now I haven't had a chance to play with it to the point where, you know, I've tried to see how far that can go. 
if somebody could mess it up, you know, right. that bad to the point where they can injure themselves if it derailed. I'm sure that their engineers kind of thought yeah, about it. So how far it can go. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that they didn't make it so you can shift it enough where it's going to be a problem. But who knows? You know, uh, I do think that is a really cool system, though. Yeah. It, I think a lot of that is just awesome. Being able to tweak with your bow, fix stuff in the field, whether you're on a 3D course or hunting or really get into your you know personal tuning of your setup you know mm-hmm. i you, you saw me last year i went nuts trying to get my stuff set up perfect i wanted bear shaft everything i was bear shafting out to 30 and 40 yards which is bananas for no reason 20 yards is just as good but you know i like taking that extra step but you know that's on form too like what um when we went to the ata show a few years back um what bow was it that they had i think it was an apa was it APA? Where they had um, a system that you can bring the bow completely down. And uh, you can actually take your strings off without needing a press. I, I Was that APA? It might have been an APA. Oh, no. No, it was another one called... Um, oh, what was it? It's a smaller brand. Yeah. Tribe? Tribal? It might have been Tribe. Tribe? That's what it's called? Yeah, it might have been Tribe. But that's a that would be really I'd like to see that in a few other bow companies where you can like say if you're in the field and uh, something happened and you know you have a spare set with you. Granted, it's not ideal. Yeah, that's but that's gonna take too long. No, uh, for somebody like me where I know what I'm doing though. Yeah, but that's a full tune, bro. Not necessarily. If you need to get back in action for a quick thing, just Swap throw something on. No, this is what you do. <laughs> you buy another bow. Wow. Or you just have two bows or three. Or four. Well, I've learned my I've learned my lesson. Like I have <laughs> I have my spare bow. I learned my lesson from See? that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just have more than one bow. Yeah. Have a backup at all times. I mean, it's in my opinion, if you're traveling, having a spare bow uh is is, is necessary. And this is what I do. When I bring two bows, I set up that bow to shoot the same arrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not doing swapping arrows. I'm gonna use the same arrow. I could just pull my quiver off, put it on there, and we going and it's gonna do what it's gonna do. Never again am I going to go out of state <laughs> or, uh, of, you know, two hours, plus two hours, away. three hours away without a secondary bow because stuff happens. And uh, when you're out in the field, yeah, rocks move on the ground, I think. It wasn't just, my fault, man. Oh, oh, yeah. That rock just jumped out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was well, definitely all you. But I mean, we didn't go to ATA last year. Um, we we, are, going, this year, we are going this year. So um, y'all link up with us because we're going to have some fun. Yeah. So, I mean, how many years in a row did you go? Two. So you went two years in a row. Yeah, 17, 18. I've been going probably the last, I think, five five or six with, with her. Um, shout out to Jill. Jill. <laughs> Queen B. Yeah. And um, I think when you, the first time you go, first year, it's, I was crazy. you're a kid in the candy land, man. Did you I see everything. Everything. But then as you go multiple years, you start to see the same stuff mm-hmm. and things don't excite you as much because, right. you know, you're like, okay, well, what's new? What's different? Um, whether that be, and that's how we kind of saw that whole thing with range finding sites. And that was really the buzz of what was coming on. That was big. What do you think this year, what do you think we're going to kind of encounter this year? What do you well, think the next buzz is going to be for like, doesn't have to be bows. Could be just accessories. More than likely, probably won't be bows. I mean, there's gonna be bow companies are gonna drop out sneak peeks of probably new bows mm-hmm. that they didn't push out. I think the broadheads this year are gonna be the one to take up. It's gonna be a lot of hybrids, a lot, a lot yeah. of hybrids. And what makes you what makes you say that? Because 
a lot of states on the West, you can't use mechanicals. And you, that's lost money. Mm-hmm. So the fix heads came up big time last year. Like um, there was this new one called Annihilator Broadheads. Um, beautiful. I love it. I shot it out the 85, straight out the pack, hit field point. I was like, crazy. Um, then you got Zeus. Zeus came out. They're like a hybrid. Um, tough as nails. The thing flies like a field, field point. They hit. They crush bone. Like, I think the next broadheads are all going to be like that. I think Muzzy just dropped another um, hybrid I saw online. I think Rage came out with one uh, a few years ago. Um, Ramcat's probably coming out with one. Um, I think they are. I seen it in the book, matter of fact. They are coming out with one. So for the people that don't know, you know, essentially the hybrids, they will be legal for somebody that... Yes. Yeah. Yes. So at that point... More than likely. Don't quote me on it. Yeah. It has... It depends on the state that you're in. They may have... They'll have a fixed... They'll have a fixed blade that's always there, which is the most... I think it's like most of them are the state's minimum. Mm -hmm. And then you have the two blades that come out. So I believe as long as you got the two fixed blades... Yep. With the minimum cutting... Cutting diameter, yep. you're good. It covers you for, you know, your mm-hmm. your your um having your cut size and having a fixed blade. But I, I think, think what hybrids, is it? Is it Oregon? They they can't. A lot of them. Oregon. I think Oregon, you can't um, use um a fixed I think blade. Idaho. I forget. A lot of those western states, you can't use mechanicals. Which, I mean, I got nothing against mechanicals. I think there's a broadhead for every situation. Yep. I mean, if I'm going on something big like a moose, a grizzly, um. A giraffe. <laughs> I'm going to use the fixed blade um, just because less what was, moving parts. What was the broadhead you used on that giraffe again? Musakia. Musakia? Yeah. Made in New York. And was that the, the three blade or the four blade version? That was a four blade. I had to shoot twice. So the first one was a four blade and the last one was a, third, a three blade. Went straight. It went deep. It did its job. Dropped it. Um, but yeah, on big animals... I'm taking no chances of something happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, mechanical things do break, but my bow's mechanical, so I took that chance. But I went with the fixed head for that. If I had a hybrid, I would definitely shoot like a Zeus at it, no problem. I'd shoot a, a Muzzy hybrid. I'd shoot the new Ramcat hybrid. Yeah. Um. You know, I was Ramcat before. I've done, I've annihilated a lot of stuff with a Ramcat. But it's also putting it in the right spot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You put shot placement is key. But things happen. Animals move. You sneeze. Your form could be trashed that day. It is what it is. So as far as technology is concerned, I, I think I know what you really, you're secretly wanting for a bow. What do I want? I th- <laughs> what do I want? What do you want? I don't know. Heated grips. Uh, Yes. Heated <laughs> grips. Actually, there's a company that came out with some heated grips. Did they? Yeah, I saw it on um Archery Talk. The dude, I forget his name, but he has some. But it was for like I think they only make for like two bows at the moment, like a Matthews, and I think it, the other one might be a Hoyt. What is it? Uh, it's a battery operated system. Yeah, so it clips on just like you you take your old grips off, put it on, and then there's a Y, and you can use any portable um battery that you choose. Mm-hmm. Usually get like a thousand. Uh, what is it? Ma. Yep. And you just he had his like um electric tape to the riser. Which that wouldn't bother me if I'm hunting in the cold. I'm good. It don't matter as long as it's working. And he and his hand was pretty warm. He said the front it warmed up the front a little bit, but straight in the back is perfect. Done deal. 
I know you said numerous times you wanted some heated grips. Yeah, it would be great for 3D season coming up, especially our local Tri-County. It starts January 5th. It's going to be cold. We're going to be out there. We sure are. I, Definitely be out there, I'm man. I'm itching to shoot. I know la- last year they, they canceled a lot of them, though, because of the, uh, Dude, the snow. Yeah, we had, like, crazy snowstorms. I mean, it's a liability on their part if, uh, you know, they have to make that judgment call if, yeah. if they feel I mean, like the somebody club, might hurt and themselves. And then people, you got to remember the clubs, this is all volunteer. You yep. know what I mean? The, you got people in the clubs putting up these targets. Who wants to be putting up targets in, like, five feet of snow? Exactly. You know, yeah. and making trails and... And then you for, for like the six guys like us that want to go out, you know, hey, I mean, we, there's, there's quite we, a few that, that will go out there. Well, that year when there was all the snowstorms, I think it was, um, I think that was Rentham. Which one's close? Walpole off the highway or was it Rentham? Rentham's a little closer, I think. Off the highway? So you, that's, yeah. So then it was Walpole. And that was when I fell down the hill. I slid <laughs> down, but I had my bow up in the air. Yep. Yeah, they, they put it on and then we had that crazy, what was it, like a ice storm or hail. It was raining. It was freezing. And we went to Wankiko. Yep. Shout out to Joe. He set that up. There was like, I think 10 people came. That was, shoot. that was the day that we got soaked. So we was freezing too. Yeah. That was like, that was, it was fun and it would have been a lot, a lot better if it wasn't raining, man. But well, remember the it was first, like that freezing first rain. four shots. My, I was off like everything. I was freaking out. I was like, how did I miss? But you were on. And then the second half, I was on and you was off. I had to, I think I had to pep talk you because <laughs> uh, you done. were ready, you were ready to, I think you had a newer bow. What bow did I That's, have? Yeah, figures. You got a new bow. Like you have a new bow every freaking three days. Every month. But um, you had a, you had a brand new bow and you were like, I'm going to shoot this one today. I'm like, you sure? <laughs> and I think we were like two targets in and you already busted a few, like two arrows at that Hit point. Hit the tree on one and the other one was that 80 something yard shot. Yeah, because Joe puts on a good shoot. He did yeah. the, the, the hero, hero shots. shots. Yeah. And uh, whoever knows us knows that we really dig the, uh, long, distance. the long distance shots, man. So <laughs> I'm freezing my ass off. You're you're frustrated and you're like, I'm about to leave. I'm about to leave. I'm like, the truck was right there. Don't leave, man. Just... I said, go, go get your other bow, relax, breathe. Here I am. I'm like shivering pink as can be, man. You know, <laughs> that's when I had more, uh, more weight on me. Cause that's when I had that installation. Yep. But then I socks was all, my feet was wet. Oh, it was bad, bro. That was, that was a fun shoot though. No, the funniest part of that shoot was that 75 nah, yard shot. That wasn't, that was not funny. And you hit the tree. That nope. was like 10 feet, no, like 20 yards down. No, nah, to clarify here. <laughs> I thought I had a clear shot, but there was a there was a branch that was probably about what like seven, maybe six feet. Yeah, up. Yeah, and uh, I guess my bow was a little slower than, than Theo's. A lot slower. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it was a lot slower. So I had to aim a little higher, of course, for my trajectory on my arrow, and he was able to get just by it. Just, just I, by I it. Was just squeak by it. Just like, all you heard was sweet sound of foam. I remember hearing the smack on the on the branch, and I'm like, "What the fuck happened?" And you're like, "Bro, the tree." Like, you're what? like, "What tree? What tree?" I was like, "Right there." He's like, "What? How was I supposed to see that?" I don't know. It was know. it was definitely uh, an afterthought. Didn't, that was didn't think that was going to be a problem. That but, was hilarious. But those that's 3D, man. That's that's what I love about 3D. Yeah, is we have a good time, even though we were miserable getting soaked. Shit, man. When we came back for breakfast. 
That Joe, breakfast was dude, good. Dude, Joe hooked us up with hooked that huge ass breakfast. that breakfast. With the bacon, some pancakes. I had a scrambled with the cheese inside. My man had orange juice and coffee. Come on dude, now. After the fact, when we, we got up to go put our plates in the trash, there was literally like... <laughs> A puddle as wide as like the table, just from us, just from our our jackets just being from soaked. Us. We man. was we was done. That was funny, man. I always go to his shoes. Yep, because he put it on. He was out there. He's a soldier. Yeah, that was that was a fun shoot. That was a crazy shoot. But other than that, man, you excited for ATA? Yeah, I'm ready to see some of the faces I ain't seen in a while. See my family, my OB family. Go see my Black Eagle family. Go see my Stan family. Yep. Like my little shout outs right there. You see what I did? You see what I did? My little yeah, shout-outs. yeah. You got your fan you club. You know what I'm saying? Those are my people. Fan club. That's my get your family. fan club, man. That's my family. Stan, you know, releases. Get them. That's my people. It's OB. Ah. <laughs> Black Eagle. We let it fly, baby. There you go. You know, go see some people. Go talk to, uh, you know, I got to talk to, um, what's his name? Shocky. Yep. I go see my man Levi. He out here dropping giant. He ain't gonna, he ain't gonna recognize you, man. Man, he recognized me. He ain't gonna recognize Every time you. I was there, he was like, what's up, Theo? Yeah, was that, like, was, that was before now. You're gonna be a twig, man. He gonna remember. You're gonna walk by and be like, what's up? Listen, I am <laughs> one of two black dudes at the show. I stick out harder, to, easier than a, what is it, a hockey puck on a on a, on a <laughs> Well, I, I did think it was funny, man. Every time you saw another another guy, you do the nod. I did the nod. Did the nod. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, watch this. Watch this. This is this is, <laughs> this is what we saying. You made it, my brother. I mean, I can I can I can kind of relate, man. Anytime I'm there, I'm the only metal guy there. It's all country bumpkin people, man. Yeah. <laughs> so if I see like a fellow dude, but man, a metal they shirt, know how to party though. What's that? They know how to party though. Oh no, that's they, they're they awesome people, man. You gotta see your man Kate Thumb too. What's that? See your man Kate though. Oh, that's your man. That's my homie right there. He loves you, man. That's my man. man He's like, you is that, check is out that Kate Harmon? Go check out Kate though. <laughs> that's Johnny. That's Johnny's boy right that's there. That's Johnny's boy. We gonna help, man. We got the whole crew. We do have a big crew this year coming with us. We gonna be bugging. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. gotta get bail money. <laughs> that's crazy. I think uh, I think Hughes has a surprise for Johnny. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so Bro, uh, nah, stop. <laughs> Side, nah. So uh, yeah, if you listen, Johnny Hughes has a little surprise nah, for you, uh, nah, you know, later nah. on. I ain't got nothing to do with this, Johnny. Not a <laughs> thing. We're gonna have a good time. We're definitely gonna be uh, checking out all the new gear and um, hopefully reporting back to you guys about some of the things that we saw. Yep, yep. Um, I think that's gonna wrap it up for today. And uh, till you catch another one, this was Poop Mouth Radio, where we talk nothing but shit. All right, you guys, take care. Get with us. You smell that?